0: With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
3: It is Wednesday, May 10th, 2023, season 19, episode number six. Welcome to the latest edition of the Break Life and SWBC Mortgage Studios. At the Star, we're presented by Miller Light, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Got Nick, Brian, and Amber here with me today. We are talking Cowboys football for the next 45 minutes. And uh, this is a busy week around here. We got a lot going on. Tomorrow night, if you haven't heard, the schedule release, the NFL schedule will be pushed out. Uh, we will obviously be pushing ours out, as every team will. And uh, we'll have some interesting content for you guys. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Real quick, though, I, I want to get some thoughts from you guys on what's that?
2: Are you worried about any other teams? You, who are you competing against this year? You worried about? We're, uh, we're competing against everybody and nobody. Like what I mean by that is – Are you is, worried about? Are you worried about like the Buccaneers coming with something off the pirate ship? No, or honestly,
3: like honestly, teams will take shot at us, but that's not really the lane we play in. We kind of oh. we kind of float above all that stuff. Like, like our brand's that. above that. So, I'm so what glad. we typically do, as you notice, is yeah. we we've leaned into the whole. You know, celebrity thing, oh yeah, and we do the oh, fun yeah. videos oh, yeah and uh, and so we got we got some stuff planned for for fans. They're going I think they'll appreciate it. I think it'll be really well, good. I'm sure at
2: the end of the day they'll get, hand you the award. We'll see. yeah
3: we'll see, but look, you know they we let them do their thing, and by the way, I, I I'll never disparage another team. No, the only teams that lose this week are the ones that do nothing. Yeah, and most of them will do something, and if you do something that engages your fan base, more power to you, you're doing the right stuff. We just have our own lane, and we stay in that Did lane. You it's guys
1: funny create how, this that? Has been, how this has become like one of the biggest oh, sure. type of videos that are put out oh, every yeah. year. This is What would you compare this to? In
3: in this world, nothing. And no. I'm talking sports media for NFL clubs, this is the biggest thing that any team does all year. And it didn't, didn't used to be like this. I remember when I first started working for the Cowboys, I remember Nick came to my office one day and was like, hey, the schedule's coming out tomorrow, and this had to be early 2000s. And I was like, OK. And, and he was like, "Yo, you know, we can get this out like it's a big deal. Get it out quick. And back then it was just like, how fast can you get it out? But to me, I was always thinking, that's kind of silly. We won't have any games until later. I can look at it later. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But over the years, I've started to realize like fans wait for this day because they, they start making plans around it. So it's become a big deal. And the NFL has done a good job of capitalizing on that. So much so to where now it has become the big deal for everybody to put out their best content to announce mm-hmm. the schedule release. And that's actually a pretty cool thing. And I like have, it. It gets me excited. I was, was going to
1: say, first... you're not in the middle of the season trying to get this production put together, even though you only yeah. have a couple of days, Literally, le- less than a couple of days to do
3: Literally, this. our editors, editors, Ferguson and Connor McMahon, they are hard at work right now. I think last night when I talked to them, they, it was 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 around midnight. And they were were working working hmm. when they sent me their, the last message. And they're still working hard on this thing to get it ready. So it is a it is a labor of love for, for our team, but but it's a big deal. Were
2: you it's guys really the first? Deal. Were you guys the first to do this? The no, we like? were among the first. When we did
3: the post Malone video, that was when I think it got taken to another level. Mm-hmm. But there were other teams that were doing it around the same time. They yeah. they just that's when I think it was like, okay, game on. I think everybody started saying, Okay, yeah. here we go. And and last year, you could look at the quality of, of the videos the teams are putting out, and you saw, oh, yeah, it's, it's at a different yeah. level now. Teams are taking this really seriously. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Let's talk about the schedule, though. You, you look at the Cowboys' uh, schedule, and obviously right now what we know are the home and the away games. We don't know dates yet. Uh, I'll run down the list. Here's what, who the Cowboys are playing at home. It's the Giants, the Eagles, uh, Washington, Detroit, the Rams, uh, New England, the Jets, and Seattle. Um, and then the road teams that they'll the play teams that will play on the road be the Giants, Philly, and Washington again, and then Arizona, Buffalo, Carolina, the Chargers, uh, Miami, and San Francisco. When the schedule comes out tomorrow, what particular things will you guys be looking at? And is there anything that's important from the standpoint of the team that that would matter when it comes to wins and losses?
4: I don't know. I mean, I, I. I, I... I think there's certain things you can look at. You can always look at December, January, you know, how, how's it going to end? Uh, even though that's kind of a, a tricky thing to do because you don't know how this team's going to be, what the other teams look like. There's always going to be three or four curveballs in there that you think, eh, that's not going to be a tough game or that will be a tough game. Um, and, and it turns out the other way. So, um, you know, you, you just kind of, I think you really just look at the first month and the last month and just kind of see from there on, on based off what you think, maybe You know, three road games in a row, or three home games in a row, stretch, or something like that. But it's tough to it's tough to tell. There's going to be a lot of people that'll have the whole schedule like their wins, win, loss, loss. But you know, really, it's it's just something to do in May. Yeah,
2: I kind of look at that stretch of uh, win those games. Uh, We talked about this on 105.3 yesterday. Was what games? those there's some difficult road games along the way that you're going to have to deal with that the San Francisco one will be a difficult one the Buffalo one will be a difficult one you have to deal with Philadelphia is always one because it's the division opponent that you you have to deal with so i was kind of always thinking how do they how do they space out the difficult games do they give you an opportunity or are they going to put them all like in the same area? Those, you know, how many times are you are you having to make those trips? Are you guys having to make those trips across the country to play these games and stuff like that? So that's where I always look at. I, you, you know, that the last game is going to be a division game, and it's probably going to be Philadelphia, you know, because that's where I, I think the schedule makers look at. It, they say who are the two favorites in the division, even though I think it's going to be a really tough division. They probably say it's going to come down to to Dallas and Philly, and so I could see them that last game. When when is that game, and and is that going to going to be in Philadelphia or is it going to be on the road? That's the one I always kind of look at.
1: What I'm looking at is what's happening Christmas weekend. What are we going to do with our Christmas weekend? <laughs> um, no, but it, it, what game was it where we had that tough stretch this past year? Um, Nick, you have the good memory. What, what game? What you remember? When we had just a, a tough little stretch there where the Cowboys didn't really get much rest. Um,
4: yeah, it's usually right around that Thanksgiving. Yeah, and, ten and, games. And, yeah, ten it's days. always kind of right in there, and then what happens after Thanksgiving? But like I
1: feel this uh, this past year, it was a lot closer than what it usually is, where you had some extra days added in there, where it was just kind of yeah. too
4: actually, soon yeah. for the
1: Cowboys. They didn't get enough rest. Well, yeah. So,
4: it, you're right. It was the Sunday at Jacksonville, then they got Saturday at home against Philly, and then the next Thursday was at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And so it was in a span of like twelve days you played three games. Were
2: well, they gonna and make that was you, tough. they're gonna make you play probably Thursday, Thursday back to back. They're gonna probably because the league now both it doesn't matter. You're, you you could play two Thursday games. So you're likely going to get your Thanksgiving Day game and then probably the next Thursday. They've done that before. They didn't do it last year. Yeah, last you know? year, ironically, was but not that, like that. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. the, but previous years, I have a feeling they're going to try and get you back into that rotation. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, it's this
1: is, when you well, the thing I'm, I'm looking at is when you have those types of weeks, it is kind of difficult when you talk about a young team overall, you know that they're not necessarily accustomed to maybe that kind of. Uh, intensity in the NFL plus the amount of recovery time, and one thing that they've talked about several players this offseason is kind of working on their body and and just taking care of their body and, and their recovery and all that. So it just it's interesting to me seeing how it affects players in the way they play when you talk about younger guys guys that you're gonna need and when you talk about the draft picks I think there are a lot of guys in there that not necessarily are gonna be starters but you're definitely gonna need them and, and just kind of seeing how it translates onto the field and, and their recovery time
3: you know honestly I actually wonder if that's an advantage for a young team I, I know they're not accustomed to it but as we all know because we're getting older when you're younger, you recover a lot faster than you do as you get older. And I wonder if you've got a younger team having those short turnarounds or more of those games where you have short turnarounds, if that if that's actually better because your body can bounce back a little faster than maybe if you had a team full of 30-plus-year-olds, right? It's And I don't know. I, I've never played an NFL game, so I really couldn't tell you what it requires. But it does make me wonder if that's
2: actually an advantage for a young team. Christmas Day is uh, Giants in Philadelphia. If you yeah, wanted, I saw an, that. On a Monday night. Okay. So you got to you just gotta worry about the twenty fourth
3: is when you gotta worry. And actually that's the cool thing about it is I'm more worried about like as long as we're not on Christmas Day, because then if you're on Christmas Day, you know there's a possibility there's a fifty percent chance you could be on the road, which means you're now gone Christmas Eve yeah. into Christmas Day. That ain't ever fun. So that's why, we know that's not gonna be us this that's year. That's why so. the
4: that Black Friday game, uh-huh. that's actually terrible for yeah. a road team. Yeah. That, that's the worst. They just of,
3: announced that by
0: the way. Yeah. I mean yeah.
4: like Jets and Dolphins, I yeah. believe, and it's yeah. like I mean that should have been that should have been like Jets and, and Patriots, or that should have been something really, Close. really closer than that. Because you know you, whoever's on the road, you you leave on Thanksgiving Day, and then you're all day Friday. And, and we know you know Thanksgiving is when when you get together. I mean, yeah. whatever it is, you have to you figure it out. But if you're on a road team, you leave on Thursday and you're gone all day Friday for that night game. That's, that's a tough one. Yeah. That, that's actually just as tough as Christmas. I and think. as we
3: all know, I know for my family, this is what we do. We actually take Friday to be our Thanksgiving right, dinner. Right. So now that's completely out if you're playing on Friday. So you miss Thursday because you're traveling, <laughs> and you miss Friday when you would typically be able mm-hmm. to kind of make that up. So, yeah, that's, honestly, these are the hard things that a lot of fans don't think about for players and their families and how they have to well, adapt to the NFL schedule. Christmas, they just it.
4: announced Christmas night? Yeah,
3: Christmas is
2: Philadelphia and, and yeah. the Giants. Train. I mean, yeah. that's the way it should
4: be. I, mean, I Yeah, it is. Do that it's kind quick. of stuff it's where, fast, where yeah. it's quick and maybe even the day of. You could possibly even say we're going to go the day of the game. I don't yeah. think the
2: league will let you do you that. They don't do that? They should. No, they don't don't let you that. have to be in. I think it's there's like a, a rule on Roger. hours they have to be in before a game. All right, Nick, call Roger. Get that changed. Let's <laughs> get that fixed. Hey, they're doing the preseason. Really Didn't we do it in a preseason <laughs> Once, one
4: time? The only time I've ever been late. Yeah. <laughs> The only time I've ever really been late was to the, the the one time where we went the day of the game, going to Denver. Yeah, and
3: you got told, don't let
4: that happen. Don't, again, and it right? had to go through the back. It had to go through the back through of the players. The playing, through the players. And they're it's like, worse. you're the one that was holding us up, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was the worst. It was, like, worse than – I mean, Michael Irvin wasn't on that trip anymore. But it was, like, it was the first year Michael wasn't on the trip in 2000, you know, because <laughs> – you know, that was a thing, you, you know, when you were traveling and yeah, Michael right. was on the trip. It's like, what time is he going to yeah. be there? Always we'll take off when there. Michael gets here. Yeah. I
1: remember mm-hmm. one when I first started working here, Des? one of the trips. Yes, Des. That was London. London. The, London. That was London. Well, yeah. London. no, 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 no. I'm talking about oh, okay. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. But when I started working here, you know, you're, you're not used to what time you got to head down to the buses and all that. And I remember I'm like, oh, crap, I'm running late. You're trying to figure out what floor you need to go to to security and all that. And I remember being late, running late, feeling like I'm rushing, and then I see Des. I'm like, okay, I'm good. You know, he's a big guy, you know, big star. I'm good, I'm good. I'm walking down with him or whatever. And then later on, I'm telling Nick the story. I'm like running late or whatever. And he's like, um... That's not really a good thing. Right. If you were with Des, that's not really that a good thing. That means you were thing. really late. That means you weren't late, yeah. But, uh, I mean, they are waiting on him, so. It happens. Uh, yeah. It
3: happens. They're not leaving Dez. Let's just put yeah. it like that. All right, we're going to take our first break, break a little early when we come back. We're going to talk about draft grades. Uh, I know last week a lot of people were doing draft grades, but I'm a big believer in you don't do draft grades for the most recent draft. You do draft grades for previous years when you've actually seen some of these players play. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk draft grades over the last five years of drafts and tell you what we think about where the Cowboys are relative to how they've picked players. We'll be back at DallasCowboys.com Radio.
5: Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the Cheetah Savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this Cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated.
0: 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details.
6: Hey, honey, can we talk? Of course. What's up? Well, I just thought you should know. I've been curious about the new Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream.
4: (gasps) Have you felt this way a long time?
6: No, I just think I'd really like the taste of Dr. Pepper swirled with layers of flavor.
4: If you feel that way, I think you should try it, babe.
6: It's amazing. I mean, you're amazing too.
0: <laughs> new Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream, the new flavor you deserve. Want to use the Cowboys' locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping.
2: No one knows where this market will go. Right now, it feels like a wild ride. One thing's for certain, there's a way through it. And the experience and guidance of a Merrill advisor can help you get there. Because where there's a bull, there's a way. Find an advisor in North Texas at ml.com bullish.
1: Merrill, a Bank of America company. What would you like the power to do?
5: Investing involves risk. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner & Smith, Incorporated, registered broker-dealer, registered investment advisor. Member SIPC, a wholly owned subsidiary of Bank of America Corp
4: Back to the break. Register now for 2023 Dallas Cowboys Youth Camps presented by Invisalign. Athletes ages 6 to 16 are invited to learn from the best this summer at AT&T Stadium or Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. Football camps are led by former NFL players. Dance camps taught by current Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders Save $25 when you sign up for camp by May 12th. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash camps.
3: Welcome back. We are in the second segment of The Break Life from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. The segment presented to you by Blockchain.com. There we go. All right. Let us uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do some draft grades. I want to talk through uh, the last five years of drafts going back to 2018. We're going to go through each draft and talk a little bit about uh, where the Cowboys did well and maybe where the Cowboys wish they could have had a pick back or two. Um, And then we'll we'll kind of look at the the totality of those five years and figure out what we think maybe was the best draft of that five year span. Let's start first with 2018 First round, they select Leighton Vanderesh. Second round, Connor Williams. Third round, Michael Gallup. Fourth round, Dorrance Armstrong. Fourth round again, they got Dalton Schultz. And then Mike White in the fifth round. Chris Covington in the sixth. Cedric Wilson in the sixth. And then they finished the draft in the seventh round with Bo Scarborough. Outside of the, the, the first round pick, which obviously in all of these years, the first round pick is going to be the standout player. And they've done extremely well in the first round. Where do you think is the what do you think was the best pick of this draft outside of Leighton Van Der Esch?
2: um Probably the uh probably the Dalton Schultz pick. If you look at it. Why? I feel like though to me, when you with that was a fourth round selection right there. You got seventy-five games out of him, two hundred and eleven receptions for seventeen touchdowns. That was one of those 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 picks. I mean, you could talk about. I think there's still some questions about uh, Michael Gallup, uh, Dorrance Armstrong. I think has kind of developed into a, a, a nice player. But Dalton Schultz at that time in the fourth round, when you grab a guy that's had that many receptions, and you know, I guess you can you can look at Michael Gallup has had probably about the same number of receptions. But I think that the one with Dalton Schultz that at the fourth round, that that's some really good value right there for a player uh, that. You're thinking about grabbing a tight end now. Maybe he didn't develop as the best blocker or anything like that. But if you look at what he was able to do the last several years for you, and what it, what a good player he became for the quarterback, I would say that's that's the one that I would focus on right there for that particular round. Other than the Leighton Vander Esch pick,
4: it's really good draft. It's one of the better, mm-hmm. I mean, drafts from top to bottom that they've had. Some of them are they're drafted for other teams, you know, both Scarborough you know had a really good game against them one time mike white started for the jets um so you know by the way there are only two guys in this draft that are out of the league at this point yeah. Chris yeah, Covington Covington and Bo Scar- Scarborough. yeah all the rest yeah. of them are still in the league it's a, it's a really good draft i think armstrong's a really good value pick there and you know, Leighton was an all-pro his first year. Injuries have, have kind of hurt him, of, of course. But, you know, not everybody's still with him. Some Dolphins have two of these guys, I believe. But, yeah, it's, it's a good draft. I mean, good draft. Schultz and, and Armstrong in the fourth round. I mean, that's that's where they've really had some success lately is getting some uh, good players in the fourth round. Those two picks were great. If
2: Michael Gallup had not gotten hurt, I think, then, you know, and you'd had him playing, you know – uh you know, maybe you know, going through. I think last year we were kind of on the on the edge right now with Michael Gallup, you know, and where he's at. But you know, if if he had not had to go through that injury and stuff like that, and had a good year last year, you probably said, "Well, okay, Michael Gallup's the one." But like I I say I go back to Dalton Schultz and what they at that particular spot in the in the draft, you know, pick one hundred and thirty-seven. You know, you, you got some really, really good value out of that for him. You got a franchise tag at him. Yeah, he didn't resign with you and all that. But the quarterback relied on him, and the offense relied on him quite a bit.
1: Well, hopefully Michael Gallup does come back um, better this year because, honestly, my memory – on him is becoming quite faint, like it's fading away. Remembering him making those good plays for you, and you know he 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 has the talent. He's a dynamic player. But even looking at the sixth round, Cedric Wilson, you get a guy that was a guy that was able to do what he did for you during that year, where Dak Prescott really started relying on him and using him. And that's a guy from the sixth round. So that was really, really good. A guy that got a pretty nice contract somewhere else. I would have loved for the Cowboys to keep him. But um, yeah, if, all in all, looking up and down, like Nick said, uh, it's pretty good. But yeah, we call him Dalton Schultz. So, for a guy that I definitely thought would not be here a long time ago, yeah. he he made it work.
3: All right, let's move on to the 2019 draft. They had in the first. In the, they didn't have a first round pick that year. In the second round, they they drafted Tristan Hill. Third round, Connor McGovern. Fourth round, Tony Pollard. Uh, they uh, selected the two Jacksons in the fifth round: Michael Jackson and Joe Jackson. In the sixth round, they got Donovan Wilson, and in the seventh round, they had Mike Weber and uh, Jalen Jokes. That draft. Which one do you think was the best pick? Because you got. It's interesting. You can look at it. Two different ways. You got Pollard, you got Wilson. Both are still with the team. Both are playing really well. You got Pollard in the fourth round. You got Donovan Wilson in the sixth round. Yeah. Which was the better pick for the Cowboys?
1: Wilson, all in all. I mean, he he's a guy that came in here, and to me, especially at a position that you really needed, a position that we talked about for the longest time, safety. You need a safety. And then he comes in here and starts making an impact quite fast honestly the type of player that has no fear whatsoever he just goes in there tackles and and just doesn't even think he just goes out and 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 plays the game like you want him to play on defense and looking at where he's at now with the Cowboys looking everything he was giving to you because you look at Tony Pollard and you still had Zeke you still had Zeke taking care of most of the carries and, and at the running back position so all in all wilson at the sixth round that was a very nice steal there
4: what i love about the pollard pick is that it sounds like when they did their um their pre-draft mock drafts with all the scouts go around the room uh, they i don't know how many times they do that you know 10 12 times maybe um Pollard every time. It was Pollard every time they got Pollard. They, they targeted him. In the fourth him. round. in the four, Third, fourth, sometimes yeah. fifth. But when he was there to pick, they always took him. Uh, they just loved him, and they had a good role and vision for him. And it turned out I didn't think they, they thought he was going to be their franchise tag player in, in four years. But, um, you know, I think that that's a great pick. I mean, Donovan Wilson, too. I think Dan Quinn coming really helped him, kind of had a good vision for him. But Pollard, uh, to me, that's that's a good, you know, that was a great pick. Um, obviously, Tristan Hill wasn't. But, you know, they got Amari Cooper in the first round. Yeah. You know, they used that pick, and, you know, he made the Pro Bowl that year. So that was
1: – I'm it. still kind of confused as to what happened with him, with Tristan who? Hill.
3: But, you know, that's also the thing. I mean, Brian can tell you as well as anybody this. D- drafting is not an exact science. Like, there are times when you're going to think you really know you're going to get a yeah. great player, and you don't. There are other times when you're taking a flyer, And you end up with a great player. Like it's just not exact. You can't tell how a person is going to adapt to the end. There's so many unknown variables.
2: It's just impossible. They knew the player. They knew the player. Rod Marinelli knew the player, and he went down there and he tried to learn everything he could about him. I think he did. It was. I think it was up to the kid though. uh, To you know, how much did he really, really want to play? There Mm -hmm. were questions about him at Central Florida. You know, the coaching staff. They had a change in the coaching staff and all that, and. There were people down there that were saying, "Listen, this kid really doesn't love football." And Rob, you know, and others felt like, "Well, we can we can get it out of him. We can we can put him in there." And there was times where Tristan Hill would show flashes of being successful, mm-hmm. and then something would happen to him. Yeah. And so he never got to the point where, like a Tony Pollard, you know, you can say what you want about Tony Pollard's a great pick. The problem is they just last year figured out what to do with Tony Pollard. Yeah. So Tony Pollard's numbers should be even greater for what he's able to do. And so, you know, and you mentioned the Donovan Wilson pick. I, you know, he's played 11 less games than Tony Pollard, but the sack totals, the tackles, the physicality he plays with, though, great value there for them in the sixth round. All right, let's
3: move on to the 2020 draft. Uh, Cowboys select in the first round C.D. Lamb, second round Trayvon Diggs, third round Neville Gallimore, Fourth round, Reggie Robinson, the only player that is no longer in professional football from this draft. Uh, in the fourth round, later in the fourth round, they got Tyler Biotish. Fifth round, they got Bradley I. And in the seventh round, quarterback Ben DiNucci, who is now playing in the XFL. XFL. Uh, and actually, I just read the other day, he's got a tryout with an NFL Denver team. Denver Broncos. Yeah. It's been good. So, uh, so, yeah, he's good in the XFL. Yeah. Again, he's still playing professional football, still taking a crack at it. This draft looks like one where they've had some, some success. Which, so which, which was outside of the first round pick? Who's the best pick in this draft? I think we know, right? Oh yeah, I mean, I, do we want to say without not? Let's well, take out the it, first and the second round.
4: You know, <laughs> but the first round pick is a great pick yeah. because they 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 were true to their board. I mean, they they didn't think that CD was going to fall to them. Got to also remember this draft was done. You know, twenty twenty with COVID, we were just figuring out what's going on. It was done on a boat, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like they 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 did a great job of saying, all right. We don't know if we need a receiver. We have Amari Cooper and Gallup, but this guy's just what, what they say the flashing light, blinking yeah. yeah, light. There it is. And 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 they they you know the Diggs and Gallimore. You know those were high. Those were first round grades they had on both those guys. So they got three first round grades. Uh, I, I believe that's right. It made me maybe it wasn't a first round grade on Gallimore, but they they had him graded higher than Diggs, but they took Diggs because of the position.
2: So let me ask you this. I'll change the question for you guys. I, I was going to mention another player. But okay, so, well, yeah, yeah. Go, ahead,
4: go ahead with that player then. Biotish. Biotish.
2: Biotish is Biotis has become an ascending center, for you, and you got him at pick 146 in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. And so the Diggs pick, as good as it was, it was the one that was the biggest no-brainer. Because if they got wiped out at 17, the thought was that they would take Diggs in the first round. But the fact that they, they trusted their board, they took CD, and then the draft came back around to them – and it's rare that that happens, yeah. very rare that that happens. They just be happen sitting in the middle of the board, and Diggs got to him at 51. But you just got a starting center that is ascending at 146. You know, that's those are the ones that, will. you should pat everybody on the back in the room because the Lamb and the Diggs are no-brainers. Those are no-brainer picks. The Biotis one was the one, well— Wisconsin Center, can we, you know, what, you know, he's not really highly rated. You know, they 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 hit one on that guy.
1: Yeah, that one turned out pretty nicely, even though at the time it didn't seem so to me personally, because I felt like, oh, they're doing just fine with Joe Looney and and yeah. what he's been doing there after Travis Frederick being out. But you look at now that time has gone by, and you look at okay, where it's at from where it was and the development. And he hasn't been absolutely perfect, but I think he's giving you a solid game and he's giving you what you need at the center position, taking into account all the other issues you've constantly been having in the rest of the O-line. So I think they they got really lucky to get a guy like him at that uh, in, in the fourth round.
3: So I'm going to flip the question on you guys. We have been taking the first-round pick out of it, but if you had to compare... Diggs to Parsons. I'm sorry, did Parsons. Diggs to Lamb. Lamb, which was a better pick for the Cowboys?
2: Lamb. Diggs. Why? Tell me why? I think the thing with Lamb is that to me, you know you you look at the development. I, I still think there's some questions about Diggs. I think there's some still some questions about uh, him being a complete player. And I I think that, you know, the interceptions and all that, the ball skills, no question about that. You know, is there, is the, when I talk about complete player, the willingness to tackle, the willingness to be in there, the willingness to mix it up and stuff like that. Lamb to me is one of, I think Lamb's a complete player. I think Lamb will do whatever he has to do to have success Uh, You know, he's not going to turn away from things. He's going to go out there. If they ask him to go make a big play, he's going to find a way to make the big play. He'll block out on the edge. He will do whatever you have to do. So if you just talk about the complete player aspect of the two players, Lamb over Digs for me.
4: I, I go with Diggs as the better pick just because of the value, just because of the second round and the first round and how Lamb kind of fell to them. They've both been great in their own way. Um, I, you know, I think Diggs, they're both going to get contracts coming up, maybe one of them probably here in a few months, I would think. Um, and and I don't know about Lamb, but I think Diggs will be the highest-paid cornerback in the league. Mm. Um, and so, you know, they, they've both been, been really, really good, um, you know, all pros. They they've both been all pros. So you get two all pros and then a pro bowler in the fourth round. I mean that that is your. I mean you'll never be the nineteen sixty four draft with three hall of famers, but you know it, that's that has a chance to be one of the top drafts of all time if if these players continue to to go in the direction they're going. League
2: missed on both those players. Yeah, yeah. League missed on both. You you, you were you you took advantage of the league on two players that that we're talking about is who's better and and they're both really you could throw a blanket over both but like I said, uh, you know the, the league just showed you right there. Dallas did a great job of being in position to make this thing happen. Real quick, I need to make a correction.
3: I said Reggie Robinson was not playing football. He actually, as Chris Beam, our producer, just told me in my ear that he actually is on the uh, Washington Defenders in the XFL, will be playing in their championship They're game. Play against so the Arlington still playing team. Yep. in professional football, yep. not obviously in the NFL, good. but still playing in professional good football. Good for him.
4: You know, let me just say something about Reggie Robinson yeah. and, and that draft. Those guys right there, they got. I don't know if you say they got screwed, but they did. They did. He is a player. He's a fourth-round pick from Tulsa. He's a special teams guy. He needs preseason games. He needed to go out there and show what he could do—block a punt, get be a gunner, play some snaps on the fourth quarter. He didn't. Bradley and I, Ben DiNucci, those guys needed to do that. They needed to play just like all these young players. And so it's very unfortunate for those players in 2020. Uh, those undrafted guys uh, give Terrence Steele a ton of credit because he didn't have that, and he. figured out a way to do it in camp but but some of those players i thought were you know it's just unfortunate that they didn't get those Well, to your
2: point reggie was a a will mcclay pick that was will will was championing that pick and the problem is they couldn't find a spot for him yeah Mm -hmm. they tried to play him at corner safety corner they're doing the same thing with josh ball right now they're trying to find a spot for a guy that they that they picked in the uh, fourth round it's one
3: of the reasons i love what's happening with the xfl and the usfl now because for guys like them Maybe they do get that second shot to go play football, and then they can work their way back up into maybe getting an opportunity in the NFL.
4: Anybody think that maybe? I mean, I wish they could figure out a way. Could they merge?
3: Who USFL and XFL? Yeah, you got to talk to the owners of those leagues. I, know. I, know. I mean that's, that's their choice. I mean, <laughs> like,
4: yeah, I'm already, I already got to talk to Goodell. So, yeah, you got a uh, lot wow. on your plate here. Well, I'm just, I just, man. It, it's like, which league is which? I mean, just, just get it all together. I don't I know I get where confused. All the teams I see football are. and know, I'm like, is this football? XFL? Yeah. Is this
3: USFL? I'm, I get a little confused. But I will tell you this I actually have enjoyed some games here in the offseason. I like some of the rules around XFL. Yeah. Like, it's, a, it's an entertaining product to watch because of how they have it in the, well, with the extra points and the scores. You can, yeah. you can play around with that thing and make it really interesting in the last few Do you little watch baseball?
4: No. Do you watch hockey? No. Do you watch NBA b- basketball, playoffs? Yeah. Some. Well, my
3: son's into it, so I have to oh, that's watch it, with him. I'm mean,
4: just saying, you know, for those, it is, you know, people that love football, it yeah. is something else, you right. know, a lot of people like
3: It's it. my thing right now yeah. because I'm not really that into a lot of the other things. All right, let's take our final break. When we come back, we got two more drafts we want to talk about. We want to talk about 2001 and we want to talk about 2022, which happened, uh, those players just played last year. We'll talk about that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Want to use the Cowboys locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping.
2: No one knows where this market will go. Right now, it feels like a wild ride. One thing's for certain, there's a way through it. And the experience and guidance of a Merrill advisor can help you get there. Because where there's a bull, there's a way. Find an advisor in North Texas at ml.com slash
1: bullish. Merrill, a Bank of America company. What would you like the power to do?
5: Investing involves risk. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner & Smith, Incorporated, registered broker-dealer, registered investment advisor. Member SIPC, a wholly owned subsidiary of Bank of America Corp.
6: Hey, honey, can we talk?
5: Of
0: course. What's up?
6: Well, I just thought you should know I've been curious about The new Dr. Pepper Strawberries and Cream.
0: (gasps) Have you felt this way a long time?
6: No, I just think I'd really like the taste of Dr. Pepper. Swirled with layers of flavor.
4: If you feel that way, I think you should try it, babe.
6: It's amazing. I mean, you're amazing, too.
0: (laughs) New Dr. Pepper Strawberries and Cream. The new flavor you deserve.
3: It's only a kick a jump
0: a block it's only a serve it's only a
3: tackle a run it's only for the fans after all it's only pressure you got this adidas
4: back to the break This Mother's Day, give mom a gift like no other with Dallas Cowboys gear shop brands like the Wild Collective, Touch Wear by Aaron Andrews, and more at the nearest pro shop or online at shop.dallascowboys.com, a Fanatics experience.
3: Welcome back. Final segment of the break. We're talking about the draft. We're giving draft grades. We will do that at some point here in this conversation. I'm going to make you guys give me a grade for each of these drafts. Uh, Let's talk about the 2021 draft. That's where the Cowboys landed Maybe by some of people's estimations, uh, a bit of a blessing. It wasn't necessarily all they're doing, but they land Micah Parsons in the first round. Second round, they get Kelvin Joseph. Third round, they get Oso, Digizua, Chauncey Golston, and Nashawn Wright. And then in fourth round, they got Jabril Cox and Josh Ball. Fifth round, Simi Fihoko. Sixth round, uh, Quentin Bohanna and Israel Mukwamu. And then in the seventh round, Matt Farniak. Best pick of the draft outside of Mark, Michael Parsons. And this one's a little harder because there are some interesting names
2: here. It's got to be Osa is is what I think. And I, But I would say this. Yeah. I think because Osa, I think, is on his way up. The fact with – we'll see with him and Mozzie playing next to each other. I think that will be a good combination. That will mm-hmm. help osa uh have that opportunity he just keeps getting better with this coach and staff and the next one to me would be chauncey because i think chauncey's got an opportunity as well those are two those three techniques those guys that play on that outside shoulder they get up the field the way that they do and so yeah i kind of feel like that those would be the ones that i would surely keep an eye on
4: this has a chance to be the uh 1990 draft where hmm. they took uh, Emmett Smith Alexander draft? Wright, Stan Smagala, Jimmy Jones, Kenny Gant, and Dave Harper. And it was a really good draft. Was that Smith? Yeah, Emmett Smith? Yeah, because of Emmett Smith. Like that it was a really good draft because you got Emmett Smith. Are, are you saying, yeah, are, are that's you what saying, I'm saying. Are you
3: saying that Micah's just so great it doesn't matter what everybody else does, I, I'm or saying it's do you going think the rest be, of them
4: are not going to be as It's going to be a good draft because they got lucky and they got Micah Parsons and i don't know if these other guys i mean that oh. as great as that first round pick was the second round pick was not a good pick mm-hmm. it's not and and kelvin joseph is he has time i guess to turn it around i think but so far it hasn't been second round pick at cornerback Barely playing, spe- playing special teams. They can't. They got to get guys off the street to play corner because guys are heard and not the second and third round pick. Let's don't forget Nashawn Wright in there too. So, yeah. you know, they've had Jabril Cox. I mean, they had some guys. That, it was
1: crazy. This is like the longest list. Like this yeah. is where you had the most picks. And you look at all those names and I'm like, eh, nah, nah, not nah, yet. nah, well, nah,
4: It's a not yet draft. has yeah. a chance. Yeah. Maquam- it's so Maquam- early.
2: Let's be clear. McQuamu has been better than Nashawn Wright. Yep. Which and, sure that, and that was a six round pick, and he's been better. We're still waiting on Jabril Cox. That's one of those things. And talking to some guys in the organization about that, it was always, you know, one step forward, two steps back with him. You know, with getting him on the field and things. So, and Simi Fajoco, I see he's doing a great job of catching fish. I saw on his Twitter <laughs> thing, he had a really. Big, I saw you gave a
4: shout out. For I'd that, say, like, that's, that's a nice, nice looking fish. Nice yeah. looking
2: fish he had yeah. there. So I might have to get him on the boat here soon.
4: He's but, not going to be the best Fajoco on the team.
2: Well, that's no. you know that's the <laughs> no. thing about probably not. But see, that's the thing too. And, and Bohanna, we've waiting. Yeah. We've been waiting. You know, everybody, Nick, for I years. For Nick has asked for two things: in this organization, give me a vertical route runner, and give me a big sloppy guy in the middle. And He's gotta and, and 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 that's that. You know, that's the thing with Bohanna. That's twenty-seven games, and we're all kind of like, is he active this week? Is he yeah. inactive? What what are we doing over there? You know, so there's there's a lot more questions about this draft. Josh Ball to me. There's a fourth round offensive lineman. I think Awesome Richards, who they took yeah. right now in this draft, is a better player than Josh Ball. Yeah, I just yeah. watching him play. I know he's a better player. So yeah. they're, they're, they've gambled on some of these guys in this draft, and 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 you know, and it hasn't it hasn't paid off for them like they thought it would.
3: Yeah, I think the fact that they had to go out and and make a move for a Gilmore, the fact that they drafted Mozzie, to me is as much an indictment on what they've seen from. The cornerbacks yeah. in this draft, what they've seen from uh, Quentin Bohanna, they're like, we're not getting what we need, so we're going to have to go either back to the draft to get it, oh. or we're going to have to go out and free agency. Well, they traded for, trade, right. they yeah. traded for Hankins. They traded for Hankins as well, right? Hankins. Yeah. That, yeah. that is a huge
2: Because Quentin indictment. Bohanna, and I know it's a sixth-round pick, but I'm going to also be real honest and fair here. The nation Wright pick was... Dan Quinn went to Corvallis, Oregon and worked that one out. You know, uh, he also went to Lexington, Kentucky to see Kelvin Joseph. He also saw Quentin Bohanna that day, you know. So I you know, there's there's some times where you, you go, yay, 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 and then other times you're like, whoa, what were you thinking there, bro? Yeah.
4: The I don't know how far <laughs> we're gonna go on this. But I mean I I think 2022 the guys have been more productive than 2021 and they they've only they have One half year. the time. Let's
3: let's run down those names real quick. 2022 you got in the first round Tyler Smith who's been really good. Great. They proved a lot second of us round, wrong on
2: him. Yes, yeah,
3: second round Sam Williams, third round Jalen Tolbert, fourth round Jake Ferguson. Fifth round, they had a, a number of picks there: Matt Willesko, Deron Bland, Damone Clark, John Ridgeway, who's no longer with the team but playing a prominent role in Washington, and then the sixth round, Devin Harper. Uh, tell me the best pick of that draft, because other than Tyler Smith, there's a lot of names you could put up there and say, "I think this guy is the best, or will be the best of this draft." Gotta be Bland.
2: bland.
4: I mm-hmm. mean, Bland was that was a great pick.
2: Yeah, see, they they proved us wrong in a couple of areas too. And and me personally. I was wrong about Tyler Smith. I was too high on Jalen Tolbert. Well, let's go. I think is one that's got some promise yeah, to it. Yep, yep. I, I like what they with Awesome Richards, Matt. Will let's go. Got maybe a couple young tackles there. Bland, Bland. He, he went to school at Fresno State. He should have been playing at Washington mm-hmm. or UCLA or USC. Mm-hmm. They 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 stole him. Then Harper. I, I think the thing with Devin Harper is the linebacker they got in the sixth. That cat can run. And I think that you know he's one of those guys that when you maybe this maybe this is the training camp for him where you start to see oh wait they've got some maybe some depth problems at linebacker no they don't a guy like Devin Harper steps up and helps him make some plays
4: and and also you know if if they were really really like worried about tight end they would have signed Dalton Schultz when especially when no one was signing him mm-hmm. or they would have said I can take any tight end in, in the first round if they if they really wanted to. Uh, maybe not Kincaid, but they they would have taken other guys. And they could have addressed that. So Jake Ferguson, to me, is good enough. Him and Hendershot combined, they're good enough to say, you know what, we, we like where we're headed here. Yeah, we could get better. They went second round. But, but Ferguson's a good enough pick, too, for them liking what they have. And when
3: you think about it from this standpoint, the number of guys in this draft that last year's rookies flashed, which that's what you're really trying for me. That's what I'm trying to see in that first year. Sam Williams, uh, Jake Ferguson. Matt Willesco, even though it was for a short period in camp, he had some moments so where you're like, like oh, I think pre-season he
0: game, He was
2: better than ball, and he was yeah, hurt the whole exactly. camp. Yeah. Deron Bland. Uh, Damone Clark. That might be the best uh, pick of them yeah, all. Yeah, Damone Clark. Like,
4: he was off boards. Oh yeah. yeah. And yeah. they said, no, we have a chance. He's going to play, we'll and he's going to contribute yeah. this year. I, yeah. We were wrong about him, too. Now, we'll no. see
3: how they develop at this point, but they're all flashing at this point, which is what you want to see in that first okay, year.
2: Okay, let me ask the panel a question here real quick before we get out of here. Sam Williams have more sacks this year than DeMarcus Lawrence?
3: Yeah. Yes, I think so. I think this is going to be a year for him where he's going to come into his own.
4: He led the team in tackles for losses. That's amazing considering how limited he plays. Yep.
1: I think that teams will give more attention to a guy like DeMarcus Lawrence. Therefore, he's going to be busy dealing with that, meanwhile giving a guy like Sam Williams a little more freedom opportunities for him to take advantage of.
3: I actually wonder if this year we'll start to see them pop uh, tank down to defensive tackle yeah. when they're in p- obvious passing downs and put Sam Williams on the outside. I think that may be your best kind of lineup with Oset yeah. the other tackle mm-hmm. and then put your and then put Michael on the other end. I think that you give me those four. Yeah. I think you can make some. You can do some damage, some real damage. All right. All that being said, we're going to go back through these drafts. I want you to give me a grade for the last five years worth of drafts. Let's start with 2018. Where would you grade it?
1: We should have done this right after discussing everyone. <laughs> All right, I'll writing it right down. <laughs> really Vanderess
3: Williams, Gallup, Armstrong, Schultz, Mike White, Covington, w- Wilson, and Scarborough. B, B.
4: Yeah, I would say B plus, but 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 a good, really good, solid top to bottom. Got good players there.
1: Yes, B as well.
4: All right, 2019: Tristan Hill, Connor McGovern,
3: Tony Pollard, Michael Jackson, Joe Jackson, Donovan Wilson, Mike Weber, Jalen Jokes. C minus.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a C plus because because you, you didn't have a first round pick and your first round pick made it to the Pro Bowl so yeah. that that's pretty good, but still some of these other ah, yeah C plus okay
1: sure same, uh, and, and the plus mainly because of Wilson yeah
3: okay uh 2020 Lamb Diggs Gallimore Robinson Biadish Anai and Danucci A
4: plus. What A plus A plus you can't okay. get better than that. I mean, how could you get better than that? Sorry, I'm sorry if you guys disagree. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to. I was like gonna be- go.
2: I was just gonna go straight A. Okay. Straight A. Okay. Amber.
4: I don't know anything about straight A. Like that's never happened to me.
1: Straight A. <laughs> let's go with an A.
3: <laughs> All right. So we had A A and an A plus. All right. Let's go to 2021. You got Michael Parsons, uh, Kelvin Joseph, Odigizua, Goldston Wright, Cox, uh, Ball, Fejoko, Bohanna, Mukwamu, and Farniak. Gosh.
1: C plus. Uh, C plus. I don't I, like it.
4: I know. I you it got a...
2: one of the best players in football,
4: yeah. but
1: it, but
2: it's a C plus. Yeah. It is a C plus because I... of the of the quantity they have. If if they had two or three more guys step up, yeah, and I... they're gonna, and maybe it's maybe it's Osa, and maybe it's Goldston, and that would take the C plus to me to a solid B, maybe even. I think solid B if those guys stepped up, but so I'm going to go C+. What about what about Maquamu? If he also steps yeah. up, that's but what also I'm saying. We're two something. years out of it's hard,
1: that. Yeah. You know, but like no. you keep thinking, oh, we're only, to me, yeah. it feels very fresh. And you think, oh, let's they wait for one them. player But it's like, right now. it's already been two years. And, yeah, and they, they got
3: one for sure. they got yeah. one for sure. Well, let's not, also the they,
2: player. Also yeah, is a player, but the thing is. They've got a lot of potential Fs on here, too.
4: And the Maybe. thing about it is is they backed into Micah. Let's just be honest about it. They, well, that not, counts, too. It counts, that but counts I'm just too. saying. Sometimes
2: the draft gods smile yeah, at Yeah, that, that, that
4: counts, too. Man, There's it. some luck involved but, in this. But not only did they back into it, but they were like – Let's see if we can get a third round pick out of this. I don't think the Eagles or the Giants are going to take this guy at eleven. Let's trade or at nine. Let's trade back
2: to ten. Especially when you're holding on them corners. Right, those corners go right let's, in front of you. Like let's that. just
4: let's just move back. And I mean, if somebody would have screwed him over, it'd been like. <laughs> Yeah, we told them we were taking Devontae Smith, but we're really taking Micah. They would have slept okay.
3: Yeah, and that's fine. Until, so, this, until now. So but, now. But, but, but yeah. the quarterback on this team, they back. They tried to select I every know, quarterback in that draft almost, and then they finally got to the fourth round and were like, well.
4: Yeah, they took him. Dak There's Prescott. No
3: so, I mean, sometimes it just happens like that. You happen to look up. And, I say
4: B-minus because you, you got a guy that's competing for defensive player of the year. But uh, those other guys, they hit a lot of other guys, and none of them have really hit yet.
2: Took Charles Tapper before Dak Prescott. Sure by did. Way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so
4: Aww, did the rest
1: of the league,
2: by the way. The, lead, nice the rest of the league passed I'm for four Charles Tapper's a nice yeah. man Is he
1: somewhere? I, I, Is he still playing? I don't
2: think so. No, I he's probably he's doing, doing, some, doing some in business, probably. A really, well.
3: good yeah. Yeah. really good
1: guy.
2: Yeah. Last
3: draft? Last draft. Tyler Smith, Sam Williams, Jalen Tolbert, Jake Ferguson, Matt Biletzko, DeRon Bland, Damone Clark, John Ridgeway, and Devin Harper. It's a a solid.
1: minus for me.
4: A minus. Yes. All right. B plus. B. B.
1: <laughs> Has oh. a chance to
2: be a plus with Jalen Tolbert
4: and Sam Williams. I think can maybe take it to the next level. Let's go. Well, let's go with well,
2: let's go Clark. Good. Clark would be the one that could take it to an A.
3: Exactly. If he starts to be a real player, True. now you yes. just you just killed it. Ferguson. That's the
1: thing. So, I see, I still see a lot of potential with a lot of these guys, mm-hmm. uh, and some of them which you
3: should in the second year. Yeah, by the way. Yeah. yeah.
1: And and Bland, or, and we talked about Williams, even Ferguson. Tolbert, we haven't seen that from him, but these guys are guys that were thrown out there and you needed them to step up and give you something as rookies, which you, you know that there's a learning curve to be uh, to happen there. So I think that they did pretty well, pretty well first year and they can definitely take us uh, their next step this second year. So so far for me, A-. minus. All
3: right, that's our draft grades. We appreciate you guys, Jonas. We'll be back next week. Uh, next week we actually get started with rookie minicamp toward the end of next week, so we'll have more of that. Make sure you check us out tomorrow. We'll have some fun content for you guys for schedule release. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
3: about this, Cowboys?
0: Yeah!